And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. What an awesome Sunday to be in the house of the Lord. Pentecost Sunday. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, today, Christians all over the world pause to observe Pentecost Sunday. And I will say justifiably so, because almost 2,000 years ago, on a day like today at 9 a.m., can somebody say at 9 a.m.? That's the time recorded in the Bible. <laughs> it's, called, it's called at the third hour of the day. 2,000 years ago, mm -hmm, the church, the New Testament church was birthed. How the Holy Spirit was poured out on 120 believers hiding in an upper room and their lives were dramatically changed. Amen. Their lives were what? Dramatically changed. Men and women called of God, born again, not empowered, hiding and scared. But after they were empowered, they came out with boldness. Anybody would do with a little boldness today? Amen. Boldness. Just being bold about God's word, being bold about our faith, being bold about the promises of God in our lives. Let me say that again. Bold about the promises of God in our lives. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You have to first start with yourself. Say that. I got to start with myself. So today we're going to take some time to talk about the Holy Spirit. Amen. But I'm not going to get into the historical aspect of it. I'm going to get into how it benefits you and I. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we need to know how it benefits us. It's one thing talking about the Holy Spirit. It is another thing to have him empower you. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I'm talking about God the third member of the Trinity, since he's been around a long, long time. He was somewhere, somewhere introduced to the church on the day of Pentecost. But in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it says that the Spirit of the Lord hovered yes. over the waters. Amen. Can somebody say that's the Holy Ghost? Amen. Hallelujah. The third member of the Trinity. He's been around a long, a long a long long time hovering over the waters waiting to perform that which God says can somebody thank God for the Holy Ghost hallelujah what a blessing so we said that their lives were changed dramatically Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 records the experience let's go to Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 amen let it be said where well, he preached without a scripture amen <laughs> Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. It reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Can somebody say fully come? Fully come. Hallelujah. They were, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with what? One accord in one place. Important. I'm not going to talk about one accord in one place today. But it's important. When you find a group of people in one accord. In one place not necessarily not necessarily physically located in one place but one place in mind yes. one place in spirit yes. one place in vision yes. that's what God saw in Genesis chapter 9 and God said the people are one and they cannot be stopped if they imagine to do anything and he said let's go down and confound them because if not they will accomplish their aim for evil. Can somebody say one accord? One accord. In, one in one place. Very important. You find a group of people who's on one accord in one place. The Bible says in Psalms 133, how blessed and how pleasant it is for brethren. That's not in my notes. I'm just going with God. Is that all right? Yes. For brethren to dwell together in what? Unity. Unity. He said unity, he gives two, he gave two exhibits as to what unity looks like. Unit, can you go to Psalm, is it Psalms 133? Yeah, you got to see what he gave, he gave two exhibits as to what unity, Lord help me, I'm trying to stick, I'm since, can you bear with me, I'm trying to stick with my sermon here, I have 17 pages, but I, I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. 
So he said, it, it, how good and how pleasant it is for whom? Brethren, brethren, people who are in one accord and people who are in one place. One thirty-three. Mm -hmm. Dwell together in unity, and he gave two exhibits. Let's look at the first exhibit, verse two. He said, "Unity is right, brethren, dwelling together in unity." Verse two. It is like the precious ointment upon the head of that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. Look at the picture he gave of unity. A high priest anointed by God all over let's look at the second exhibit I didn't come to preach that today I'm talking too fast I didn't come to preach it today but I just thought I would share with you what unity looks like very important because that's what's lacking in the church today amen it is also as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion it is like the dew of Hermon It's talking about a well-watered garden where anything you plant grows. Are you with me? And he said in that environment, God has commanded the blessing even. In that environment, God has commanded the blessing. Notice he didn't say you'll move from miracle to miracle. No, 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 no. He said you're going to live in the blessing. Even life evermore. Anything planted in that environment will grow. Any word spoken from a heart full of faith in that environment will grow. Nothing dies in that environment. But everything gets life. In that, in, in that environment, you don't have to ask for any pastor to lay hands on you. In that environment, you step in and you get healed. God has commanded the blessing. Oh, I wish the day the church gets to that point. In one accord. In one place. Mm, God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. They were in one accord. In one place. Let's get back to our text. Since I, excuse me. <laughs> our text, Acts chapter 2. One accord, one place. And what happened when they were in one accord? One accord and in one place? That's what happens when you're in one accord and one place. Suddenly it's happened. Immediately it's happened. What, what happens? Suddenly. Immediately. They happen. Just like that. Can somebody say just like that? Just like that. Effortless blessings. Effortless miracles. Because God is in the mix. How many of you are fully convinced that God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed? <laughs> uh, that's what we've been saying more than enough. When the sense of God embrace that perspective, life will flow from us. When you're convinced that God wants you blessed more than you desire to be blessed. God wants you healed more than you desire to be healed. God wants you to prosper more than you desire to prosper. Brother, now you start ticking and things are going to happen. But until you keep dragging, so I'm not sure, is that God? It's a command. And suddenly, the Bible says, there came a what? A sound from heaven as of a what? Rushing wind. God is in a hurry. <laughs> God has always, God always wanted to be with his people. Always wanted to be with his people. That's why Adam and God had a good time in Eden. The devil came and messed it up. Are you with me? But the millennial reign is coming. Where, oh, glory be to God. I thought you would sound excited. Mm, glory. 1,000 years of Eden in the millennial reign. The devil thought he messed up God's plan. 1,000 years back at you, devil. Back at you. Come on now. 
God always wants to be with his people and nobody's going to stop him. Nobody's going to stop him. He sent the, the down payment on the day of Pentecost. The down payment is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory be to God. And he didn't come quiet. He came with a mic. Yes. He came like a hurricane. Come on now. But in that hurricane there was still there was still calm and there was still peace. No lambs fell over. God is a gentleman. That's how he is. He is passionate. <laughs> he came with passion and purpose. Oh, if we get this, if we just get that. Are you with me? God is in passionate pursuit of you. Of living the Zoe life. You, you have no... <laughs> These are when you get convinced of these things, God, the power of God begins to work for you. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. If you believe, if you start singing, the, um, I'm coming up Not on the rough side. Uh -uh. On the rough side of the mountain. God said, Well, okay, that's why you want to come up. That's all right. I'm not there, but you stay there. <laughs> you see, but, but, but brothers and sisters, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to push my sermon. I'm, you know, I'm trying to push my sermon. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. How many of you thank God for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Since I tell you without the Holy Ghost, I don't know how I would, I do not know if I would want to be a Christian without the Holy Ghost. I cannot live this life without the Holy Ghost. Oh, I need to learn to conquer myself with the Holy Ghost. It's not about other people, it's about you conquering yourself and your habits and my behaviors and my issues so God can flow through me. No, it's, it's not about wanting to lay hands there, lay hands over there, and walk like you own the world. No, no. Do you know the first quality of a preacher in First Timothy chapter three? The first team, the first quality of a preacher is he must be what? He must be what? Blameless. He must have a good character. That's right. Oh, you need the Holy Ghost. You need help to do that. Yeah, you can't just come up. I have no, no. You need help. And God knew we needed help. And that is why He reserved the He reserved the day of Pentecost for the church. The church age. Since we are some special people. The problem is we do not know that. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says, First Peter 2.9. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. Ah, oh, God, I give you praise. Do you know who you are? Hey, God, I give you praise. I'm still trying to get to my sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody thank God for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. God needs some people in these last days where out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. Wherever they go, they bring life. Wherever they go, they bring revival. Wherever they go, they bring resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Saints, I, I tell you, don't you get distracted with what's happening out there with COVID and all his friends. Are you with me? God is brewing. He's raising up people. There's a remnant few God is touching and putting together for the great harvest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. Can you say thank God for the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Man, my life changed. My life changed when I received the Holy Spirit. Amen. Changed when I received the Holy Spirit. He will, he will do that, you know. Amen. He will do that. 
When you humble yourself and he begins to direct your life, yeah. you become for real a new human being. A new man. The by man, the word man here means human being, not male man. Amen. Amen. Ladies, when you read the Bible, please bear with the Bible. Amen. Everywhere you see man, it's supposed to be human. Except, except in Genesis where you see Ish and Isha. Ish is male man. Amen. Ah, God, we give you praise. I am so humbled and I'm so thankful for God, for God giving us the Holy Spirit. Since he didn't have to. Think of, think of, I think of me and my shortcomings. I think of me and my challenges. And for God to put in me that which created the entire world. Just. See, see, when you get the reality of that, what sickness? What disease? What infirmity? What problem? But you need revelation knowledge of that truth. That truth needs to leave your head and plant it in your heart. Oh, oh it is still there. It is still there. But when it gets here, that's when change begins to happen. Real change. Mm, God, I give you praise. Anybody in here thank God for the Holy Ghost? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. I just started reading the text. I haven't. So he came, he came, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Right place, right time is important. 120 were waiting, 20 waited on God. How many did God tell to go to Jerusalem and wait? Anybody knows how many? God told about 400 of them to go down to Jerusalem and wait. Out of the 400, 120 went. Yeah. So 300, yeah. Thank you so much. I think it's, I think it's 300. I think, it's, I think you're correct. It's 120 and 180. That's right. That's right. Out of that, 300, 120 went. What happened to the 180? What happened to the 180? This is what my mom. This is what my mom said to me. My mom said to me, uh, she, and you know, let me not let, let me not let, let me not apologize. Uh, some, somebody said to me, but you talk a lot about your mom, yes, because she was my mentor, my spiritual mentor. Are you with me? What I learned, I learned from her. Listen to me, I feel like Abraham Lincoln who said, all I am and all, and all I aspire to be, I go to my mother. I feel like him. Are you, are you with me? She had me on the straight and crooked way. Well, not crooked, straight and narrow, sir. I, yes, sir. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you. Straight, she had me on the straight and narrow way. Because she said to me, she said to me, that's the way this is what she said. She said, when you get old, I'm going to live a good life. I'm not going to be crying and screaming and tearing up my hair because you end up in places you're not supposed to be, such as prison. She said, my heart is going to be fine. And she said, turn around, let me tear your butt. Mm -hmm, that's what she said. And now she's at peace. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? She's not screaming and crying. Her eyes are not coming out. Her heart is not falling from a chest cavity because I'm somewhere that she's worrying about. Amen. You haven't got to say amen. I know it's the truth. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. And I called and I said, Mommy, I tell you, I said, I said, I wish you would do more with me. You see, in hindsight, in hindsight, when it's happening, you don't like it. But as you grow and you see the benefit, you call and thank them and said, you should have been hard on me. You should have been tough on me. Are you with me? Well, some of you don't want to, you, you, you have. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. 
And the Bible says in verse 3, Acts chapter 2 verse 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. It is like as a fire, not fire itself. I'll talk, show you, I'll show you the history of fire, of God starting his work with fire from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just briefly tell you, when the tabernacle was erected, mm -hmm, before the priest came and put fire, fire came from heaven and consecrated the tabernacle. When King Solomon, are you with me? Built the temple, he knelt and prayed. Fire came from heaven. God started the fire and then the priest had to maintain it. Oh, if, if, only we had men, if only we had maintenance in church, church would have been further. If only we had maintenance on prayer meeting nights. Church would have been further. There is very little maintenance going on. Fast forward New Testament. The church has been birthed. Fire. Cloven tongues. Back then, real fire came because these were real buildings. Uh-huh. New Testament, we are now the temple of the Most High God. We are what? The temple. I didn't say church. There's a difference. The word temple refers to the Holy of Holies where God stays. Are you with me, saints? Church is a collective noun. So those of you who are home watching, talking about you, the church, you are not the church. The church of God now meets. Praise the Lord. I just thought I would... I'm not mad with you, but I hear spiritual leaders saying that, and it breaks my heart. Nowhere in the Bible, the Bible talks about the church in Ephesus. Was that a person? The church in Laodicea, was that a person? The church in Phrygia and Pamphylia, was that a person? No! Look, seven churches, seven churches in the book of Revelation, not seven individuals. Well, maybe I should say it quiet so folks won't get offended. S seven churches. Anyhow, anyhow, let's, let's move on here. <laughs> so, New Testament, the church is being birthed mm -hmm. and fire. God is starting up fire every time. Every time God starts something, fire shows up. I don't understand how some Christians can settle to be lukewarm. That's why God told the church in Ephesus. He said, you've lost your first love. He said, you either be hot or cold. He said, if you're lukewarm, I will. Because you make me sick. Is, is that the word or the word? Jesus don't like lukewarm Christians. They are ineffective. They are not. They don't produce anything. They always need resurrecting. Let me see. I thought Jesus said in, in, in John eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and the life. He or she who believes in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. Because there is fire. Shut up in my book. <laughs> <laughs> God, I give you prayer. I'm talking about real power here. You remember when Elisha died? Elisha had Elisha did twice the miracles of Elijah. Elisha was buried. Amen. Buried and his bones were exposed. They were carrying a dead man to a funeral. Amen. And somehow, somehow the dead man slept and rolled in Elijah's grave. He just stood up because his body hit the bones of Elijah. There was still power from the Holy Ghost in the man's bones. Now how can you be how can you be a lukewarm Christian after reading these accounts? How can you not want more? And you know, there are a bunch of us who, spiritual leaders, talking about salvation, salvation, salvation. Salvation is all right. Salvation, salvation. But Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 3 tells us we need to move on to the elementary principles. We need to move on from the elementary principles. When you get saved, you're exposed to the elementary principles. Then you start growing. 
What about growth? Hmm? What about growth? What about desiring the sincere milk of the word? What about 2 Peter 3.18? Growing grace and in the knowledge, growth does happen by osmosis. Growth does not happen by osmosis. It doesn't leave the air from heaven. And bam! It takes work. It takes what? Work. It takes discipline, just like a disciple. It takes sitting down. It takes intentionality. You got to be intentional about it. He's intentional. You remember that song? All things are working for my good. He's intentional. Never failing. You've got to be intentional about your pursuit of God. Yeah. And you don't do it quiet. You tell, I, my wife would tell me, I'm in the room. And I said, once I know she's in the room, you cannot disturb her because she's studying. She's reading the Bible. Are you with me? So too likewise, when she's in, when I'm in the office, she tiptoes. <laughs> because we know we need this for us to stay together. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus Jesus said in John 15 5 you can do nothing without me but I thank God we are not without him in him we live in him we move in him we have our being but we need the word we need the word Mm -hmm. We need the word, which is the tool that's used by the Holy Ghost to conform us to the image of God. Yes. Let me say that again. I said that too fast. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the word of God because the word of God is the tool used by the Holy Ghost to conform us to the image of Christ. That's why, that's why I, grew up, I grew up with some grandmothers. They could pray. But you, after church, after we jump, glory, glory, glory. They go out of the church and don't mess them up because they'll start cursing you. Bishop, it confused me. I was, I was saying, I just saw you in church. And now, you sound like you're related to the Apostle Peter. You are a descendant of Peter. <laughs> it confused me until I found out. I found out that they had not grown. There was no word. They were still babes. Paul said, by now, you all should have been teachers. You all are still babes. Still behaving like children. They, they hadn't experienced what Paul said. He said, when I was a child. <laughs> spoke of a child. Thought of a child. Behave as a child. But when I become a what? I put away. They've never learned to put. In church for 30 years. Hasn't learned to put away childish things. Because they don't understand. They need the word. That has to be used by the Holy Spirit to perfect them. It cannot be all the Holy No, it's empty. The thing is methodical. There must be understanding. Amen. That's why I always said, I refer it always. Peter said, when they called Peter and they said, you need to come help us. There, there's a problem in the church. The, 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 what? the Grecian widows and the Hebrew widows are fighting. Peter said, get seven guys. As for me, I'm going to give myself over to prayer and the ministry of the word both of them are important mm -hmm. let me give you a verse that came to my heart i want you to memorize ecclesiastes 10 10 you should memorize that it is saying that god can do more with a sharper knife than with, than with a dull knife can you put it on the board quickly if the iron be blunt if it be dull and he do not wet the edge if he doesn't sharpen it. That's what we don't do in life. We don't sharpen ourselves. We don't get ourselves sharp for God. How do you get? You say, Pastor, how do you get yourself sharp for God? Do what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.13. He said, until I come, give attendance to reading. Give attendance to what? Reading. He didn't say sit in your house and meditate. And then the word just come from heaven. Boom. Oh, I no. And some of you may think that's funny. People, you know, people believe that. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. They wouldn't put the time and the effort. Oh, I got it. I got it. I get it. Two years you look at their life and you say, You didn't get it. This is not a joke. You gotta put in the time and the effort. 
to change. Are you with me? That's why God sent the Holy Spirit. That's why God did what? Send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. He reserved the Holy Spirit for the church age. Can somebody say the church age? We are in the church age now. Oh, I forgot we have communion. I got to cut that short. <laughs> he reserved the church age. He reserved the day of Pentecost for the church age. We are in the church age. The church, the church age begun from the time Jesus died and resurrected. Day of Pentecost, the church age begun. Amen? Day of Pentecost, Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday, which is today, 2,000 years ago, happened 50 years after his 50 years after his resurrection and 40 years after his uh, four, days, sorry, not years. Sorry about that. So it is 50 days after his resurrection after and, and 10 days after his ascension. Jesus stayed on earth 40, 40 days, 40 days, not 40 years, sorry. When he rose from the dead, he stayed on earth 40 days to show infallible proof to his disciples. He went and he said, touch me, put your hands on my side, give me a fish sandwich. He ate, are you with me, to show them it's me for real. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then 10 days after that, he ascended to heaven. Yeah. So 10 days after his ascension, this, uh, the, the day of Pentecost, 50 days after his resurrection. Is that clear? Yes, it is. Amen. So Jesus, God, the Father, reserved the day of Pentecost for the church, us. Very, very important, us. And what, what breaks my heart is, what breaks my heart is, is, um, there is still a discussion in Christendom as to whether you should be filled with the Spirit. What? Yes, there is still. No, 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 no. I, I understand the discussion, but we have to understand. Can you, can you go ahead and put exhibit number two? Let me show this to you right here. Exhibit number two. After Jesus, after Jesus, listen, after Jesus, before you put exhibit number two, can you go to John 2, John 20, 22? John 20, 22, quickly. John 20, 22. Can you bring that scripture verse quickly? I need to give that to you because I just suspect I need to cut it short and go to the end. We have communion. Jesus resurrected from the dead. After he resurrected from the dead, the disciples were in the upper room, shut up, afraid, shaking like shaggy. The doors were closed. Jesus just appeared. And he said, when he appeared, what he did? He breathed on them and said unto them, what? Receive ye the what? Did anybody speak in tongues then? Nope. Nope. That's the first relationship you have with the Holy Spirit. What he did, he took them and immersed them in the body of Christ. Are you with me? He immersed because before he died, the old covenant was still in operation. Now the new covenant is in operation. And now so he took them, the church began, he took them and immersed them in the body of Christ. Nobody speaks in tongues. Then. That is immersion. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Can you go to 1 Corinthians 12, 13 quickly? It says, for by one spirit, I have to, I got, Bishop, I got to move. We have communion. So let me just touch on that. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 12. For by one spirit are we all what? Into what? Not into the Holy Ghost. Into what? One body. Whether we be Jew or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. The church of God was born. Jesus placed them in the church of God. Mm -hmm. He hasn't gone to heaven as yet. Pentecost hasn't happened as yet. Ah, God, I give you praise. That's why I'm not sure what, what is the discussion out there, but it shouldn't, there should be no discussion. The thing is simple. You follow the Bible. You open your heart and God will tell you what's going on. Uh -huh. now, now, so after that now, now, now that is the first relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can you go to our, our exhibit now? Let me show you what's going on. Our exhibit. I wish I had sent it. Can you make it a little bigger? Okay. Yeah. We have three. You have a pointer? Thank you. Quickly. We have, as believers, three relationships with the Holy Spirit. He is with us when we are convicted for need to be born again. He is in us the moment we open our hearts to the Savior. And He comes upon us to empower us for service. 
That's it. He comes upon us to him for service. Like now, like now he comes upon me to empower me for service. It's not by coincidence I remember all the scripture verses. You, are you getting what I'm saying? Say, these scripture verses did not just come from the north and come down south and just jump in my head. No. Years ago I began writing them. I began writing these verses on an index card. Phrase by phrase and begin to memorize them. Because I saw what Peter did. Peter preached and he preached from Psalm 16. Jesus memorized the Bible so much. So when the devil came after him, he pulled from the book of Deuteronomy. He said, man shall not live by bread. You remembered? All that is from the book of Deuteronomy. And God said, God said to me, get yourself ready. Start memorizing scripture. I will, because he said, I need something to pull out. Yes. Nothing in, nothing is coming out. It doesn't matter how much you jump around. <laughs> and, and sometimes when the devil come after you at public, amen, you, you haven't got time to, where's my Bible? Where's my, no. It's got to be in your heart. Psalms 119 verse 11. Thy word has I hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. It did, that's, I memorized that. It didn't just come to me from the north and hit my head. Let me say that slowly. It didn't just sail from up north and hit my head. I put in the time and the effort. You know why I put in the time and effort? Because I am humble. God has been tugging on people's heart to put time and effort to learn his word. And they are too busy. Too busy. I, I, I got to make that money. I, I, I got yeah, I, I got, I got, you got to do nothing but sit down and take some time and put that seed in you. It's time to start seeding. It's time to start what? It's time to turn up that radio when you drive around. Turn up the radio and do like me. I have my cell phone. My, my cell phone is on and my voice memorizes the scripture. It's, I hear my voice talking back to me. Your voice will believe you more than anybody else. So I have my voice talking back to me. Since I'm just sharing with you my life. It is not something you have to do. Amen. Everybody has to stand before God for themselves. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. We all must stand at the judgment seat of Christ. One day everybody here is going to stand and bow their knees at the judgment seat of Christ. To give an account for the deeds we did in our bodies. Okay, to give an account for every time God tug on your heart. Every time he tug on your heart and he said, leave, turn off that TV. Put that cell phone down. Close Facebook. Every time you feel that tug, are you with me? And you say, later, 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 and later never comes. You have to kneel before God and give an account for that. Not me, it's up to you. I have just decided, I realize I need God. I realize without God I'm nothing. I realize I need to lean hard on God. You don't have to. I'm just sharing information. Is that all right? Can I show you why you need, the, the, quickly, can I show you why you need the Holy Spirit? The Bible says in Acts 10 38 how Jesus was anointed. Who was anointed? Acts 10 38. So you understand that relationship, right? And the exhibit is there. You can go back and look at it and look at the scripture to verify what I'm saying. Amen? Acts 10 38. How God anointed, who God anointed? With what? And what? Now if Jesus needed to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, what business people have discussing today was to whether or not they should be filled. Look, is Jesus our example? Is he our mentor? So if it's good for him, it's good for us. Yes. Discussion end. What, with power, he, and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Ghost. Who went about what? What good? He's going to tell us what good. What good? Healing all that were what? Of whom? Some of you think the oppression and the depression. You, you, some of you think his situation is like a demon. Sometimes it's a demon. Are you with me? Sometimes it's a demon that's harassing you. Harassing. Let, 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 me, let me share this with you. 
If you're a Christian and you're in here and things are just falling apart in your life, in your business, in your house, just mess, one piece of mess after the other. The devil is on your trail. Uh -huh. the, who's on your trail? You know how you put him down? John 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he'll flee. God will bring it to your mind. The First of all, you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. And then you get in prayer. In prayer, you back him down. That's what you do. You start backing him up the wall. Amen. No prayer, no power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, lots of crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, let me, it's why God has promised us. He came to give life. Give life more abundantly. I'm telling you what happened to me years ago. Everything yes. was falling apart. And when I looked around, that wasn't life. And that wasn't life abundantly. Are you getting what I'm saying? I forgot my real estate deals were falling apart. A prophet from Alabama called me. And he said, and we're trying to juggle everything. I do not know the man from Adam. He said, Pastor, God told me the devil is the one who's stopping everything you're doing. And I had just lost three real estate deals. And I'm saying, how is that possible? What's going on? Here am I, here am I thinking, well, you know, I got to, what, what, I got to, I got to be nicer to my client. No, it's a devil. It's a devil that was on my track, trying to frustrate me. Are you with me? Everything falling apart in the house. Vehicle, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, devil! In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, right. Are you getting what I didn't call the pastor and say, pastor. Some of you, some of, some of you, some of you, you've given us more credit than you should. Let me say that in English. Some of you have given preachers too much credit. Yes, you respect them. Yes, you follow them. But God is your source. The, are you with me? God says you give, you give honor to whom honor is. You give them your honor and you keep trucking. Are you getting what I'm saying, sir? No, I'm not telling you to disrespect any preacher. I am not, I, I, and I don't like it myself. Amen. But sometimes some Christians need to know you can, you can fight for yourself. Are you with me? The same Holy Ghost that's in me is in you. And you get a, you better learn to stir up the gift. Stir it up through prayer, fasting, reading the word. Stir it up. You're still at the house watching as the world turns. General Hospital. Young and restless. What's the other? All my children. Some of the anyhow. There, that's the, that's the one I missed. Oh, I need a light to guide me today. What you need is the light of the world. Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. Since what I'm sharing with you is, is, is I hate to call the Holy Ghost a resource. But, but I'm sharing with you, what I'm sharing with you is a way out. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's a way out. That's what I should have said from the start. As a hook. <laughs> as a hook to get your attention. What I'm presenting to you is a way out. Can you imagine? Samson. Samson was held in Gaza. They barricaded the city. Samson, they were going to kill Samson. And the Bible said, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And Samson got out of the house. And he came to the iron gates of Gaza. And the Bible said, Samson took up the gates of, you don't understand. The men took up the gate with the post. And walked 37 miles to Hebron. And placed down the it weighed six to eight hundred thousand. Sorry, six to eight hundred thousand. No, 
6,000 to 8,000 pounds. Four tons. You, you know, one man, the Spirit of God came upon him, took up a gate. His way out was the Spirit of God. That is your way out. That is your way out, the Spirit of God. The anointing. Glory be to God. Ah, God, I give you praise. You have that power in you. It came upon Samson. It resides in you. What is my problem? What is our problem? But you see, as I said, it is still head knowledge. It has moved from the head to the heart. When it moves from the head to your heart, it becomes real. And when it becomes real, that's when you get results. You say, Pastor, how does it move from my head to my heart? It's called meditation. That's how the French people call it. Meditation. It's called what? Meditation. You see, Paul told Timothy in First Timothy chapter 4. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 4 verse 13 he said until I come give attendance to reading and then he self he said give yourself holy to the let's go to the text I'll end with it then we'll have communion thank you so much first Corinthians first uh, Timothy chapter 4 verse 13 that is what God saw we needed he said till I come give attendance to what to what reading exhortation what doctrine not 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 doctrine not not a opinions but what doctrine not opinions not not I feel who cares what you feel we got the word of God what you feel doesn't establish, doesn't establish doctrine the word of God establishes doctrine. I thank God for your feeling. You can share your feeling, but at the end, say it's my feeling. That's not Bible. Continue. It says, 14 says what? It's coming to meditation. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Neglect not what? Can tell somebody say the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He's that, he is the administrator of all the gifts. In 1 Corinthians 13, are you with me? He administrates all the gifts. You get the Holy Ghost, you get the entire package. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given by what? Prophecy. Timothy was prophesied to. And hands were laid on him. He got ordained. Are you with me? Like what we do here when we ordain individuals. Can you go to verse 15? Give. What is that? Meditate. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them. That's what you do when you meditate. You just give yourself over to it. And the Holy Ghost likes it. Oh, he now, he now can move in and reshape your mind to the mind of Christ. What he does, all the old thinking, he just takes it out. Amen. And then he begins to rewire your mind. Mm, so you can see things. You can see like God. So you can speak like God. So you can sense like God. Oh God, I give you praise. And then your profiting may appear to all. People say, oh, he has grown. She has grown. He's no longer a little devil. <laughs> That's what God reserved for us in the church age. However, it's been ignored. And sadly, a lot of spiritual leaders are the reason for that. I've, had, I've met people who said, oh, I don't, do, I don't hear nothing about the Holy Ghost. I've heard Christians said that. Because they look at Pentecostals and they think the Holy Ghost is just falling down and rolling. They think, they, you know, they, they see people laugh. <laughs> and people say they're drunk in the spirit. And they, I want nothing to do with that. So that's what they associate with the Holy Ghost. And they say, I don't want anything to do with that. But they're missing out. And the devil loves it when a Christian doesn't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit. And when I say doesn't want anything, he, doesn't, he or she doesn't want to be filled. They are okay in being immersed in the body, but they're not okay to be empowered. Are you with me? And, and you know, that, that's okay. Not me. <laughs> As for me and my house, 
we've decided to go all the way. Yes, sir. You, you know what it is? You, you have no idea what it is. To, to, I, I was, I was, I was, I was worrying about a particular issue. I shouldn't, but it took a hold of my heart. And all of a sudden, a pain. I felt a pain from the center of my back to here. Stress. Yeah. Right here. And you know, sometimes you, 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 you don't think about laying hands as yet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I start to move and, and it get worse. And the Holy Ghost said to me, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing? He said, lay hands on that thing immediately. In the name of Jesus. It went just like that. And I said, what? The, I said, I, I, him thinking of calling the doctor. You, you, I brought it on me. And I had to deal with it. Man, you're going to pay me for that. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's what we have, saints. Let's not neglect. Let's not neglect. Let's not what? Neglect. One more scripture I'm going to leave with you. I'm sorry. It just keeps coming. Ephesians 5.18. And we'll call it quits. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's a command, not a suggestion. And be not drunk with wine, wearing excess, but be with what? It's right here. It's a, if God gives you a command to be filled with the Spirit, what are you talking about? What are you doing by saying you don't want to have anything to do with the Spirit? It's a direct command from the commander in chief. All you have to do is say, Yes, Lord. And go after it. Yes, Lord. That's it. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.